All right, welcome back to Top Talk. I'm your host, Emily Osan. I'm here today with Mr. Kevin Hoy, TOK teacher extraordinaire. And we're here to discuss um, this year's essay title five, mm -hmm. which is, are visual representations always helpful in the communication of knowledge? And we're meant to discuss this with reference specifically to the human sciences and mathematics. Mm -hmm. For our conversation, we might venture outside of that, but anyone writing this title needs to stay close to those two AOKs. Um, so thanks for meeting with me today. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you think about this title? Uh, I mean, I think, so it obviously starts off with a very strong claim, right? Or, or, or question with the word always. Yeah. And your initial response, I think, is going to be, like, obviously they're helpful sometimes, but always helpful? Surely there must be times when a visual representation has been wrong or unhelpful or yeah. is, is inaccessible to, to people. So I think part of, part of my instinct is, is kind of to think about, well, let's focus on those exceptions, right? And see if there are ways in which they're still helpful, right? Mm. Like, okay, so here are some visual representations that have been wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm not a mathematician, not really a human scientist. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like the examples aren't necessarily at my fingers in the way that they should be if you're writing this essay. But I think interesting angle to take with this question is like, okay, well, here are some representations that have been wrong, right? Um, but could they still be helpful, right? Mm. So I, I, part of me thinks that, you know, simply going through with this question and thinking about how, how visual representations can be helpful isn't really going to be the interesting angle to take because mm. we know that they can be helpful. Mm. So it's the always part that's key. Yeah, yeah. So when are they not helpful? When does it seem like they're unhelpful? Like mm. when they're wrong or when they're inaccessible, when they mislead us? And actually, have they still been helpful even then? Yeah. So I think that would be the interesting part for this yeah. question. I think also exploring examples that are extremely helpful but still have their limitations mm -hmm. still has a has mm -hmm. a place in this mm -hmm. yeah 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 um, so i think it will be at the edges where this yeah. essay becomes interesting yeah right? i my initial response to it was like i'm a visual artist mm -hmm. so obviously visual is really important that part of it mm. but then i think a lot we're right now in the arts department we're working on a exhibition solely based on tactile sense mm -hmm. Um, be, to cater to blind people mm. appreciating art. Mm. Um, and there's been a lot of work, a lot of artists are involved with mm -hmm. non-visual visual arts. Mm -hmm. And so my initial response to the title had a lot to do with that, like, well, obviously it's not always mm. because there are people who can't access them, yeah. Yeah. whether it's because of sight, mm. uh, limitations on senses themselves, or also things like... Um, a lot of other accessibility issues like can you read it mm -hmm. can you do you even if you can see it can do you know what it means do you know mm -hmm. what to do with it mm -hmm. I mean you can give me all kinds of visual representations of abstract concepts that I don't even have the background knowledge to access mm -hmm. so um, yeah those were my sort of initial response that obviously no and here here are some reasons one mm -hmm. is accessed mm -hmm. two is assessed you know the, mm -hmm. the ability to read it and interpret it mm -hmm. and then Third, and I thought quite interestingly, was that problem of simplification. Mm. That it can't be helpful always yeah. because there is something that's left out in order to make something visual. Like, you can't record infinity, for example. Mm -hmm. You can't draw infinity. Mm -hmm. So you have to leave something out if you want to try to record it. Mm -hmm. um, and mathematicians uh, and artists, Matt, MC Escher mm. is like one of my favorite artists because he's both a brilliant mathematician and an artist. And he did 
try mm -hmm. to record Infinity, but it also has its limitations. Mm -hmm. He's kind of, you know, gotten as close as possible, but still with limitations. Yeah. Although, so I, I agree. I mean, one, one angle to take with this question is, is the sort of visual representations, uh, like models, and there are, there are questions in the past about models mm. and their usefulness, mm. right? They are always simplifications. Um, but, but, but it might be actually the very fact that they leave things out, right? And the very fact that they are simplifications mm. that's actually what makes them helpful, yeah. right? It's because you can't grasp the whole thing right. that you you need that visual representation that boils it down to a few nuts yeah. and bolts. So we're not talking about the access, I think, point, which is which is an interesting one, and yeah. maybe we'll talk about that in a second. So, uh, you know, the fact that they're simplifications, these visual representations, um, isn't and and do leave things out and aren't the complete picture isn't necessarily a problem and in fact actually might be what makes them helpful yeah. in the in the in the first place right absolutely like um to go back to your example of infinity and again mathematicians out there forgive me because <laughs> I, I, you know i don't i don't i'm not a mathematician but yeah. forgive us you know <laughs> a, a visual representation like a really simple one is that is that sort of that um i don't even know what you call it but the the on on its side eight right which is the oh, the eight the, in, the, the, the infinite sign right it's the infinity sign right? yeah i mean and that's a visual representation sure. of infinity right um uh, it might also be the, the the appropriate mathematical notation uh, and it doesn't capture all of the richness of infinity right mm. uh, and as far as i understand there are different kinds of infinities like there's an infinite number of uh, even numbers but there's also an infinite number of of odd numbers right but there's also uh, an even an infinite number of of just whole numbers and that infinity must be twice as big as the number of even <laughs> numbers and odd numbers so we've got different which kinds of infinity as well <laughs> which doesn't kind of make sense but so all of that's not captured in that 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 infinity sign the sort of the eight on its side mm. but there are aspects of infinity that are captured there sort of the, the never-endingness right mm -hmm. the kind of the fact that it just kind of goes on in some way right it doesn't really have a beginning or an end necessarily mm -hmm. and so i mean that 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 sign that symbol is a huge simplification of what it means for something to be infinite yeah and, and things are missing right yeah. um but it's still but helpful it's quite elegant isn't well, it yeah, in right? its simplicity and and and, and mm. that's i mean so partly that the never-endingness right mm -hmm. i think kind of is part of what's being indicated by that that symbol but also maybe the the mathematical elegance of this mm -hmm. concept which mm -hmm. i can't fully grasp myself yeah. right is perhaps also what's yeah. being indicated. so it could be helpful even though mm. it, things are left out right and I, and I think going back to what i was saying at the start you know yeah there are these obvious objections to well like, here's a situation so i think an interesting approach to this would be look here are some obvious ways in which uh it might seem that visual representations aren't helpful you know, they simplify, they leave things out. Well, let's drill down into that and see, is it really the case that yeah. actually, even though they leave things out, it's always unhelpful? Yeah. Right? I feel like if you're only, though, going for the exceptions, mm -hmm. that you're going to find yourself in a realm of, like, exploring when they're really harmful or, like, you know, they could be misleading. Yeah. Statistical graphs, for example, of, like, population growth or... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Budgets yeah. or yeah. inflation rates and whatever. Yeah. We've seen those. If you just Google them, you can yeah. see those as well. That yeah. like, you know, Fox News representation of yeah. whatever those graphs that distort data. I, and I, I don't know. I mean, that, that certainly has a place. But I, I feel like that's a whole nother essay. Just talking about how visual rep re representations are misleading. Mm. Um, or can you know distort or manipulate? I feel like that might be a, a side topic. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree, but then I think it's also possible to to explore how a misleading mm -hmm. representation could still be helpful in some ways, mm. 
right? Well, helpful to who and for what? Yeah. I mean, if you're you're trying to promote a particular political aim, then sure, it's helpful for that. Sure, true. But I'm also thinking, you know, maybe at some point in the future, mm. perhaps a little bit more distant, right? Yeah. When you're trying to understand, as a historian, perhaps, right, mm. the influence that Fox News had mm. on on American voting patterns, oh, for sure. example, right? From a different lens. From a, so different from a historical lens. lens. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. So so I think sometimes mm. that switch could be useful, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Yes, this is in you know for the purpose that was, I don't know. I don't it was spe- intended. Don't, yeah, right. I don't want to speak for the, the Fox <laughs> News host, right? But let's imagine that they intended to uh, Who knows? portray a particular perspective. I shouldn't perspective. always rail on Fox News. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't want to. I don't want to assume anything about Fox News host, but right. Um, you know, whatever their intentions were, mm. if they weren't intending to mislead, or they weren't, right? That visual representation mm. serves that kind of immediate purpose, but yeah. it could also, in another context, right, help you understand. Yeah. Right? And in fact, actually, if you if if you were trying to combat misinformation, yeah. right, and you did feel that that um uh um you know Fox News was Fox News, sorry, was an example of that. You know, using this graph and showing how it had been manipulated, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a historian, even if you're relatively contemporaneous, right, mm-hmm. could prove useful. Like, hey, sure. look, this is a visual representation that they used. I know their intention with with mm-hmm. this was, was X, right? Mm-hmm. But actually, if we look at it from another perspective, you can see how they've chosen to emphasize certain things, yeah. and that helps us get this other kind of knowledge mm-hmm. and understanding of the way that this may intentionally or otherwise be skewing mm. the narrative, right? So perhaps in the sense that it becomes an artifact of, of its time. Yeah. Um, it kind of brings up that other issue, like helpful for in the communication of knowledge. And it made me think about like um, the relationship and exchange of knowledge. Mm. And one of the underlying assumptions in the title is that I think it has to do with like for the betterment of what we know, mm. kind of like it's helpful in the communication of knowledge so that we are progressing what we know mm. or rather than like so that we're promoting our political aim yeah. or perhaps that's not an assumption. I think I like, a prote- I particularly like to take that assumption because then it's, you know, giving um, the purpose of knowledge kind of a more, um, I don't know, altruistic aim yeah, yeah, or like yeah. for, the, for the good of humanity rather yeah. than my personal growth or aim. Yeah. And that, and that, yeah, I agree, right? And that mm. also, like, um, if we go back to, to, you know, is it always helpful, mm. right? I think even, again, in that bigger, wider perspective, right, uh, the, the growth of human knowledge over time, even those, those visual representations that turn out just to be wrong, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, 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 thought, we thought that the heart was here and the lungs worked <laughs> like this, but they didn't. It was sure. somewhere else and they didn't work in that way. Sure. Uh, all of those can be yeah. useful because they chart that that progress, right? Yeah. I mean, they do a number of things, right? Mm. They might prompt questions. Yeah? So even when they're wrong, they even can when be they're helpful. wrong, they can be helpful mm. because because they they. So in a sense, you agree with that title that it is uh, yes always. I, 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 well, I'm not sure, right? I mean, I, I think because because <laughs> it's mm, maybe I have to be careful. I think you know. So for example, to go back to your your well, let's use this. The heart. Fabricated example of the yeah. heart that I've kind of no, made up. No, actually, here, it's not super fabricated. There's lots of like um, before they started opening cadavers, they yeah. would they would imagine where what these things inside of us were and yeah. how they functioned. And of course, they okay. drew and painted them. Yeah. 
yeah, I guess it's fabricated because I can't think of a specific Perfect. example. But, okay. but I'm sure there are. I mean, we could do some quick research but and we could find a, a, an example. Uh, and a, a, if you're a biologist or a, a historian, I'm sure you would know, uh, be able to put your, your finger on a, an example that's better. And again, I think it's the, the context, therefore. So in, in, a, in, in one context, it's clearly not helpful, right? Because people thought the heart was somewhere and it wasn't. It was somewhere mm. else, right? Or people thought the, the lungs uh, worked in a certain way and there was these diagrams of circulation, but it didn't work that way. So mm. it's, it's clearly not helpful, right? to a doctor at the time who's trying to you know do yeah. something to help you right um but it, it, it might be helpful in this bigger overall perspective mm. because even sort of you know wrong steps are part of the journey towards mm. knowledge right and by 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 creating this this erroneous visual representation people subsequent thinkers might go well hang on a minute well, that doesn't quite make sense. Mm. Well, how does that link up with this other thing? So, yeah. you know, a, a visual representation that's wrong could result in questions, right? Mm. And even it, from another perspective as well, you know, if you're trying to understand, well, why do we think the heart works like this now, right? Part of that might be learning in school about the biology of the heart and some famous experiments, but it might also involve looking back at the history and mm. saying, well, we, tr- we, we tried it this way. You know, and you can see that in this visual representation, and that didn't work. So then that led to this question, and that didn't work. So then that led to this mm. visual representation, which is where we are now, mm. which we think is correct. And so part of what we know, well, part of what gives us confidence in the knowledge that we have now, is to be able to chart that progress mm. through the missteps and misrepresentations mm. that we took in the past to say, hey, look, mm. so it's helpful. So I think, I think, you know, I think that's no. I don't think I want to argue that all visual representations are always helpful because you know that context where yeah. we thought the heart was in the wrong place it, it it's it not wasn't helpful, helpful at that time in that particular context but sure. in a different lens from a different perspective yeah yeah be. yeah and nice. that's i mean so then I, i'm also trying to think about the the person who can't see mm-hmm. right the visual representation yeah going back to the accessibility yeah can it still be useful in some way i was thinking about that like so kind of Picking apart the idea of visual representation, mm. I wondered if it um, had to literally be the sense of sight. Because mm. I was also imagining like visualizing is like kind of another way of thinking about, um, you know, it doesn't, yeah. if, if you're not, if you're someone who doesn't have sight, mm-hmm. then there's certainly other ways of visualizing, yeah. um, whether it's like through a tactile or an olfactory sense. Yeah. Um, that kind of, if we interpret it as not super strict to visual, mm. um, can it be any kind of representation of an abstract concept um, that allows us to visualize? It's, I kind of wondered. And either way, like if we stick with the strict sense, then it definitely raises interesting issues about accessibility. Mm. Can you see it? Can you interpret it? Do you know what to do with it, if, mm. even if you can? Mm. And then if no, then um, we still have that problem of simplification and what gets left out. Mm. Um, and is it interesting discussion? Is it a problem or is it actually a benefit? You know. So I think we have like either way of interpreting it works at quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, raise those relevant issues. Mm. Yeah. And and again, but just thinking about the person who cannot cannot access it because there are issues around. If we're going with a strict strict yeah. definition of visual yeah. representation something that must be seen mm. right like uh an example this isn't a human science example but you know they often talk about gravity for example imagine that you know some really heavy like a really heavy bowling ball for example is on a, on a trampoline right mm-hmm. and the way that gravity works isn't so much a force of attraction right but like a distortion of space and time so right. space and time is the flat trampoline mm. the heavy bowling ball kind of like weighs it down mm. in the center 
And so, and so you, know, you roll some balls around that, and you know if, if they're going at the right speed and they're going at the right angle, they'll just kind of go round and round and round on the mm-hmm. on the on the on the kind of like the sort of the cone that's been mm-hmm. created by the by the heavy bowling ball distorting the the, the trampoline. Right mm-hmm. now, that's a visualization, I guess, of how gravity might yeah. work. Right, and I um, technically don't need to see in order to visualize that. Maybe not. Right. So right. so that's that's an interesting thing because I you know I I, I wouldn't want to again speak for someone who is visually impaired, but. You know, is it possible for them to visualize? Okay, yeah. I get it, right? I, you know, I understand what a trampoline is. I understand the, the way in which it can be distorted. Mm. I might not be able to see it. I might not ever have been able to, to see it, but I can understand mm. this concept. So actually in my head, I have a visual representation of mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of distortion, all right? Yeah. And that, that also leads to kind of, well, what's a black hole then, right? A super massive heavy yeah. thing that creates just such a distortion and indentation in that trampoline yeah. that you can't ever get out. And that's right? what's so interesting and useful about visual representations is that they can represent something else something yeah. bigger that we cannot yeah. actually see yeah. or yeah. interact with yeah so yeah so so again you know going back to what i said right at the start and this is you know we do want to avoid getting trapped into kind of like extreme or crazy dead ends right mm-hmm. but that obvious exception like the the person who's visually impaired and cannot perhaps see a visual representation could a visual representation nonetheless be useful mm. for them Maybe it can, because although they can't see it, they can still visualize it and understand the image created in their head, right? Um, uh, But then also kind of the knowledge acquisition of everybody takes place in a broader context. So although an individual may not be able to see this visual representation directly, the fact that someone else in their knowledge community has and can then explain or communicate it, you know, helps yeah right? yeah i mean think of all of the generations of high school physics teachers mm. who have seen this diagram about distorted trampolines mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and and can now communicate that effectively to to their students yeah. even if they don't actually show that visual representation mm. to their kids yeah yeah i mean i was thinking also on on kind of on that same strain of accessibility mm. issues um, the, the far extreme is um, someone who is visually impaired and cannot mm. then see the visual representations. Mm. But then the lesser extreme is just someone who cannot access mm. because they don't have the background knowledge yeah. or you know, they don't have that yeah. understanding of what the yeah. things represent to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think there's like room in the discussion yeah. for exploration of um, you know, that side of it, like who can access it. Yeah. Um, and and the justice and fairness of that really yeah. as well. And and I think that so I, maybe I'm revising. I said at the start like this, this word always raises quite a high a high bar, which in some ways it seems like it does, right? Because every single example yeah. of a visual representation must be helpful, right? And that's cracky. Of course, of course they're not always yeah. always helpful. But maybe in some ways, actually now thinking about it, it's a low bar because all you've got to find is one particular case yeah. where a visual representation is helpful. And we've just listed out so many different right. kinds right. where and it's not, Yeah. right? But, uh, but, but it could be, right? You know, mm. so, so, like, is this visual representation of the, the trampoline helpful, yeah. right? Well, well, maybe it's not here, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here, but this was one example where it is, mm. right? So it is actually, that visual representation is yeah, okay. always helpful. Oh, I see what so you it mean. could be a really low bar in some yeah. ways. Right? All you need is just one situation one case. where it was helpful. <laughs> um, so, so actually, going back to what you were saying, mm. right? Maybe, maybe part of where this discussion also becomes interesting is, well, what can make it more or less helpful, right? Mm. And if there's a whole sort of um, context or 
you know, background in terms of theoretical knowledge that you need to really properly understand this yeah. visual representation, then it's going to be more yeah. helpful, right? Yeah. And I think it's kind of like some of the other titles as well, where we have like a spectrum mm. of like yes to no yeah. or more to less, yeah. and not a hard line of yeah. no or yes. So, and you can you can explore that in your in your essay question, right? Mm. Because you know you, you know, we I don't know. We don't talk about sort of sub-knowledge questions so much right, right. Right, anymore, but still a, a useful tool, right? Because I think an interesting question that comes out of this then is, well, what makes uh, a, a, any given representation more or less useful? Yeah. Right? Or more or helpful. less likely yeah, to yeah, be yeah, helpful, yeah. sorry, right? Yeah. Um, and having that theoretical knowledge uh, and having the ability to understand it and, and, and perhaps also knowing what its limitations are, going yeah. back to a simplification point, that mm -hmm. makes it more helpful. Because if you don't understand mm. what the simplifications are and the limitations are, you could take that visual representation and apply it wrongly in other mm. contexts. But if you know where and why it breaks down, Mm. then you can say, actually, well, I can't really apply it here. Mm -hmm. So although there are limitations to the visual representation, mm. in the right context for the right person, it yeah. might still be useful, yeah. helpful. A couple other things that just popped into my mind sort of like off mm. were, um, one was uh, abstract concepts that cannot be visually represented, like four dimension, mm. time, space, kind of that. Like, um, mm -hmm. And another was about um, like things like maps, uh, I, I, it, it, the maps idea came to me because this morning mm. our grade 12 students walked to school oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had drawn a map the yeah. day before. To, yeah. and, and I walked in and I saw on this whiteboard like the messiest looking yeah. like depiction of, it had like, it was like a big blob with little X's and names yeah. and dots and yeah. like lines and swirls and I had no idea what I was looking at. I'm like, like what? Yeah. And then somebody had explained to me that this is where we started. Yeah. So somebody started at 4 a.m. walking to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here's yeah. The, the different points that they stopped along. And yeah. once somebody explained to me what I was looking at, it made perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so, but maps uh, and the idea of, like, because maps are that visual representation of a territory yeah. or of a space yeah. that is not the same as the space. Yeah. But is generally quite helpful. Yeah. Um, for communicating like where things are, mm -hmm. what shape they might be in, how yep. high, how far, yep. um, whose it might be, yep. how many things there might be, so yep. on. Oh, and also if you look at kind of you know particular versions of different maps, right? Yeah. Uh, sort of you know historical tensions between countries, who owns oh, which yeah. bit of the world, for example, yeah. right? You know, is this little country colored the same as this other country mm. or this other territory or whatever it happens to be? If you did a snapshot of maps yeah. right now from every country's perspective, wouldn't yeah. that be an interesting? Yeah historical artifact for yeah. the future yeah. generations to explain yeah. what was going on yeah. here. <laughs> so again, I think going back to that, that helpfulness, right? You know, and you, you raised mm. it, right? Like helpful for whom, helpful in what context. Mm. There is the immediate context of using the map to navigate, yeah. right? Um, and, and, you know, a, a, mm. a, an accurate map is going to be more helpful than an inaccurate map. Okay, but, but also sort of maps are this historical record, right? Of like... Um, what, political mm. political view of the world, right? Uh, and it could therefore be used in a completely different way to mm. show you how leaders or the general public were thinking about the relationships between yeah. these different places and the people in these different yeah, places, yeah. right? And, and could be really useful in explaining kind of disputes. The world clashes. as it was. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's then informative to communicate the world as it is. Mm -hmm, for it's sure. Part of how we understand. Yeah. So again, I mean, obviously maps are simplifications, but, you know, you couldn't have an unsimplified version of a map. Do you think language, then, is a form of visual representation? 
Because, I mean, the infinity symbol is a visual representation, and it is also a piece of yeah. mathematical language. So would it be like, particularly in languages that don't use, like, phonetic spelling, you have, um, like, hieroglyphics yeah, sure. or... Uh, I mean, Chinese <laughs> traditional yeah. characters, especially yeah. where they're painterly in their nature of yeah. expressing an abstract concept. It's a visual representation of a concept. Yeah. I wonder if it's going too far, but I, mean, I think there's room for discussion. Um, it's the same thing, like the map is not the territory, the word is not the thing. Mm. The, the, is it, you know. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, I think I would be careful, right, um, in, 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 stra- in sort of straying into talking about language. Because then, if you just talk about language Maybe as a representation, then I think you're probably moving away. Maybe from it's just the word, though. But I think the all textual, written language, written word, is yeah, going to be right. Yeah. I mean, you think about yeah. I mean, mm. it, why is the letter A mm. the letter? There's nothing particularly A-like, right? <laughs> about this kind of little rounded sort of slightly flattened at one end yes, shape. Yes, there right? is. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right? Um, and and uh, maybe there is something about like an O. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe now. Maybe now just because after all these years of like associating these, these visual representations with, with a sound, uh, you know, I've, I've, it's fused too strongly in my mind to disassociate it. <laughs> to know, yeah. Right? But, but it, it, you know, at least in theory, it seems like there's no connection, right, between the visual representation of a letter or a Chinese yeah. character or a hieroglyphic yeah, yeah. and the thing that, that represents. In fact, that's yeah. um, sort of, you know, kind of Roman Greek alphabet, alphabetical languages, mm. right, are the least like um, yeah. the things they represent, you know? I, I wonder, too, like, going kind of with that, in their initial, like, a lot of languages began by like drawing mm-hmm. a simplified version yeah. of the thing itself. Um, like the character in Chinese for person looks yeah. like a person walking. Yeah. It's like yeah. got like a little yeah. one leg back, one yeah. leg forward, like they're walking along. Yeah. Um, and I think the original depictions were like, you know, had a lot more detail on yeah. them. And then they later get simplified down for the purpose of, you know, quickly communicating. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I wonder like if as they become more like maybe it's something that happens with time or with the more it's communicated the more they get separated mm. from the original yeah. the more they get simplified the more they get detached from the original meaning yeah um. so I, I mean i think you know how do you use how do you use written language it is it is i think a particular subset of mm. visual representation yeah right yeah um you know in, in ideographic languages like the chinese the, the characters tend to correspond correspond very directly to 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 some aspect of the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, in in non ideographic languages like you know sort of English, the 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 alphabet symbols that we use correspond to sounds, sound, yeah. which then combine together to reflect the the well, way we sp- say the words. Right? I mean, I think about like English um, when it, it became a written language, the all the different versions of spellings mm. and. Um, I mean, I suppose that was a visual representation of the sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, and became really important in you know, developing the language as, yeah. as a whole. Yeah. So I think um, where this example, I think, is really interesting mm. is that it, it, it is... Because I hadn't even but thought But initially about it wasn't, actually. Initially, there was disagreement amongst all the spellings, and so it wasn't that helpful in the communication of knowledge because somebody spelled... You know, with an A versus an E versus yeah. an O U yeah. or whatever it yeah. might be. And um, obviously, that's become systematized yes, all the time. Right? Yeah. 
Um, and so it's become arguably more helpful maybe, yeah. because we're using one system, yeah. whether it's like, actually, for learners of English, they would argue that it's not that helpful yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not, it doesn't actually sound the way, yeah. like, why is it tough instead of toe yeah. if it's not, or duff instead of doe, yeah. if it's these, yeah. it, it's not that helpful, it's actually contrary to helpful. It also depends which version of English you're using, right? Because if you use sort of English English, then how do we spell through, right? Okay. All of those, all of those unnecessary vowels and letters, right? Um, so... So, but I think what, where, where I guess I, you know, I, I sort of, I take this, I think it is that actually some of these visual representations, you know, these, there are some really interesting examples of visual mm. representations mm. out there that you can make a, a, a kind of an interesting point about that don't even have to be sort of obvious visual representations, mm. diagrams of the heart and the circulatory system, mm. right? Diagrams of, 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 of kind of physics and, and the nature of gravity, right? So if you really think about this as a TOK student, there might be some really interesting visual representations yeah. out there that could lead you to yeah. some some very sort of worthwhile. I, I points. think I think also because they've got to talk about human science and yeah. math, that language would be a really useful one for discussing mathematics, mm -hmm. um, and particularly how it um, you know at, math is a system of symbols as a language to yeah. communicate abstract yeah. ideas. And, and really without the visualization of that in the form of language, there's not much, yeah, it's, math would really struggle to progress. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, so we talked about the, the, the disconnect between like A and the sound, but there's, a, I think, an even more obvious disconnect, right, between the, the, the symbol for one and one, or yeah. two, and two and three and three, yeah, right, yeah. you know? And, and, but, but what, so in, in that sense, arguably, right, Maths would not be possible, perhaps, without, mm. or certainly not, it wouldn't be possible to, to, to have pursued mathematical knowledge to the depth and degree that we have without the visual representation, right? Yeah. Because the visual representation codifies these really abstract yes. ideas and makes them kind of manipulable, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's through manipulating them that generations of mathematicians have kind of made progress in all these yeah. really interesting directions. So I think that's a really interesting yeah. point, actually. Mathematics mm. as a... Um, well, mathematical notation, really, right? Yeah. As a vi visual representation of these otherwise quite abstract ideas. Yeah. I mean, cause, and, and one's a really simple example, right? You know, I've got my cup, you've got your cup. These are all ones, right? Mm -hmm. But until we kind of abstract that out and we understand the idea of oneness, right, we can't begin to see what these one cups have in common. Mm -hmm. And we could just have this abstract concept of oneness in our heads. But when we associate it with a symbol, whether it's you know you know the Chinese one or the, the kind of the, the Western one, right? It, we now are able then to do stuff with that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and so there's definitely areas where I think without that visual representation, it would be really hard to make progress. Mm. I think mathematics is a great example of that. Yeah. So you know it, beyond sort of always necessary, right? Fundamental, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, fundamental not just helpful yeah. yeah and so that's an interesting angle to take as well mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know is it's, it's kind of the opposite of where we began isn't it yeah and and like i said i think it seems like a high bar because it's got to be always uh. but in some ways maybe it's a low bar and perhaps actually you can always say beyond it just always asking being helpful, this question <laughs> it's actually just fundamentally necessary in some situations yeah and i think that's how you yeah, yeah, come up yeah, with a really interesting yeah. answer to this question yeah cool I think with that, we can wrap up. Great. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for taking your time today. No, I'm was so brilliant. excited. I really enjoyed it. It was good to sit with you again. It's, yeah. been, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah.